0: anyway well john we're back <laughs> finally I'm finally back i know man i can't tell you how many text messages and private messages and phone calls you guys all done it's like no no we've just been, our schedules have just been
1: well schedules uh hunting, about season. Out. hunting season yeah your house my house has been yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it all added up so we decided to take a few months off yeah then,
0: well which like we've been warning everybody exactly but especially we, through hunt season but. yeah We're back on the game now, and we're going to plan on just keep rolling along now again.
1: Yep. So. Yep. Lots to talk about.
0: Life's been good?
1: (laughs) It's been very good, except for I've got a cold over the last couple days. Really? Yeah. It's good. I just like to whine, so.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, I had surgery, so. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Anyway.
1: You can but, whine, too if you want to make nah. me feel better. No, no, I
0: didn't. No, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm getting to it. I just this is a good time of year. I had to forfeit Arizona this year. Oh, that's right. But because I'd be there now, right? You know, but I figured well, um, I'd rather give it up now because I am still working on the house.
1: Yeah, right. Well, then you should be good. For oh yeah,
0: that's the other thing too. September. Bear season. Well, oh yeah, bear season. Bear season, all that yeah, fun yeah. stuff. It's coming. So, it I'm is. Excited. Anyway, pretty excited today. We got a friend of mine, longtime friend Terry Hess, with us. Yeah, and appreciate you. I know your work over this way, so it worked out great. But yeah, worked out. Appreciate worked you out to great. take the time to come over here and. Thanks for having Jeff. me. First,
2: first podcast. Is I'm, it? I'm flattered that you would invite me down here. So well, you know, it. you
0: got some good. Um, you know, I've known I've known Terry on and off through mm-hmm. Idaho State Bowhunters for a lot of years. When I say on and off, we'd see each other on right. and off. Okay. But um, <clears throat> I remember. Uh, the last time we kind of reconnected, I guess um, it'd been uh, been several years in between, was when you were at uh, uh, Joel Turner's Shot IQ, who right. e- yep. was here in Twin Falls, and that's when we got to talking a little more. And it's like, man, I remember we chatted a few times at Jamboree, but I'm so busy when I was when I was director of competition that you don't really get a chance to talk like right. you know right. much. Um, but I thought, man, that guy, I thought you're a really cool guy and and legit. Um, and you know you're close to my age. I think you're just a couple of years younger than me. Just How turned sixty. You? Just turned sixty. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be sixty this this year. So
2: welcome, welcome yeah. to the club.
0: <laughs> I know my wife was saying something the other day about the. Uh, uh, oh, we're going to the movies. She says, um, um, you know, uh, that by June you'll get a discount.
1: <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> so I guess there's advantages. Yeah, to it. the feels the good old, to be the young guy in the room. It's yeah, insane. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old season part yeah it's not yep, old yep. it's
0: seasoned i love
2: the name of the podcast it's <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know um, you know you're you're staying good health and in good Try shape to. and and um and i do admire that and and i i hate even saying this on the air but i'm going to that 2023 i kind of vowed to myself that this is going to be my year you know i got had to have surgery on my my uh hand and my arm and whatnot um that I'm vowing to to get in better shape as a whole because we got to stay on top of it as, yep. as
2: we get seasoned. Doesn't get easier.
0: No, nope. it doesn't. <laughs> but but you've obviously stayed on top of it, good. Which we'll probably talk a little bit about that. Okay. So yeah. Anyway, how did you end up out here anyway? Because you haven't you aren't you're not native Idaho,
2: right? No, no. I'm I'm originally from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, what brought me to Idaho is I joined the Air Force when I was seventeen. Um, Got sort of forced in that direction. Uh, me and my girlfriend got pregnant when I was 17. <laughs> she was 16. So it's one of those, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do now to <laughs> you? Uh, and where I grew up in very rural Pennsylvania. I was born in Lancaster, but um, my dad moved us up to where he grew up, very rural. grew up in a town of 35 people. Oh, um, yeah, that's rural. It was really, really small in, in the Blue Ridge, Allegheny Mountains, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um,
0: Is it good hunting there?
2: Yeah, well, yes. It it was when I was growing up because a lot of the land wasn't posted. Mm. Nobody cared where you went or where you hunted. It was just wide open. Yeah. Me and my brother would take off on a Saturday morning. Mom would like, you know, get tired of you guys get out of the house. We'd end up 6-8 miles from the house just Hiking around, wow. And, um, you know, and in the meantime, you're jumping deer and making mental note of that for yeah, yeah, the deer season that that kind of stuff. But yeah, joined the air force when I was 17. Um, got stationed in in some really good locations, but came to Idaho in '94. Um, and had I've had some great hunting success out here, Mountain and, Home, right? Yeah, I was stationed at Mountain Home. Um, retired from the air force in 2000. Just decided to stay here. Oh, so.
0: Well, you yeah. got it hooked pretty quick, didn't you?
2: Yeah, so <laughs> as I was telling you, I was stationed here 32 days. And uh, in the military, if you're active duty, you can buy a resident license yeah. at 30-day point, which I did. Oh. <laughs> and I, I had a friend in Michigan that um, was stationed here at Mount Home. Oh. He sat me down with some maps, taught me to call and to Bugle. And uh, we talked. He goes, man, he knew all about the areas that he was showing me on the maps. So I just picked one area, and I was here about two weeks, went on a scouting trip to one of these areas. And uh, I remember coming down off the mountain, walking this pack trail, and I heard, I'm like, there's a dog barking at me. I'm like, there can't be a... Oh, a, it's an elk. I got to look, and there's a cow downhill from me barking at me. Um, First time I ever heard, you know... A bark. A bark. Um, I'm like, okay, well, this looks to be a good place. I guess when I'm legal, I'll come back here to hunt
0: there's at least one elk here yeah
2: (laughs) so i'm like just go just go with it right so my son at the time was 10 and i said hey why don't you go with me what could happen the first day hunting elk in idaho i don't never hunted them before so long story short third bugle from the truck i get an answer and i'm like i looked at my son i go that's probably another hunter i looked up the ridge i looked at him i go that's not another hunter there's (laughs) this this bull coming (laughs) Wow. so um we made our way over into his direction and got in a spot where i thought we should stop and the bull bugled a couple more times and then he hung up and i remember watching uh larry d jones videos yeah i'm like uh i'm gonna pick up this stick and rake this tree bam that did it as soon as i raked that tree he came in i shot him at seven or eight yards oh wow and uh he ran down the mountain to the pack trail and thank god he died rolled over on his back
0: oh, with perfect. his legs
2: spread. <laughs> I that don't what, happen i didn't know often. anything about the gutless method oh gotcha yeah i knew how to cut up a tail. sure on the ground but i didn't know the gutless method so um turned out he was a seven by seven wow yeah. so people,
0: uh, people and you're like ah this elk cutting is yeah easy right. Stuff. Right. so I, I
2: called my buddy that had told me all about idaho i said so now that i've killed a bull elk what else is there to do in idaho <laughs> he couldn't he couldn't believe it but
0: uh did he come help you back it out and all that or
2: no so thank god we're only a half mile from the truck but it took me seven trips because my yeah. son he could carry my bow yeah that was about it yeah it finally got everything back to the
0: And you aren't truck. N- since you didn't do it gutless, it takes more trips than if you did it right, gutless too. Right. So yeah, I get it.
2: So I gutted him and then broke him down yeah. and then uh like I said, just started making trips and there was a creek not far from the truck and I just I just had meat and game the quarters and game bags. I just dropped it in the water. I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. I'm like, I just gotta get the meat cooled down, I know that. Yeah. So I got everything loaded in the truck. We got in the truck. Where I'm, I'm dead. Yeah, I mean I can't <laughs> I hardly can walk at that point. So uh, we drove down the road a little ways, and here's these two guys saddling up some horses. Oh, and they saw the antlers sticking out of the back of the truck, and they flagged me down. Turns out they're active duty Air Force from Mountain mm-hmm. Home, but I hadn't met them. I'd only been there 32 days. Yeah, um, but over time, they both became good friends. They took. I didn't have a camera with me never thought about that i was going to kill an elk the first day right <laughs> um so drug the antlers out they took pictures of me um wrote up this little story sent that into Bo hunter magazine back then oh i got a little quarter page
0: oh nice article
2: so that was nice a pretty cool first experience yeah, in idaho right um yeah people were ready to throw me out of the state that word word about that got around the base pretty quick oh i bet yeah and they're like you're that guy (laughs) yeah so that was my intro yeah it was it was a neat experience to say the least what'd you do
0: in the air force
2: uh aircraft maintenance
0: oh
2: yeah so um at least i got a skill out of the military that i did transfer to the civilian sector when i got out so after i retired i worked at the On the south side of the Boise airport, working on business jets and turboprops, things of that nature. Gotcha. Um, And now what
0: is it you do? Because I know you travel.
2: Yeah, now I'm a safety and risk consultant for an insurance company. Okay. Um, The Air Force is really big on pushing risk management. Uh When you have high-valued assets like multi-million dollar aircraft, they really push. Risk management. You can't be losing these planes. Yeah. Um, So they sort of pounded into your head. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting a degree uh, Uncle Sam paid for, It was in safety and management. Oh. And at this business jet center, I got promoted to safety manager. Hmm. And one day this guy comes from the insurance company to look at, what are you guys doing to stay safe? We knew each other from the Air Force. Oh. He offered me a job. Oh. This is about never, the time
0: you, after you retired already, right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> i had already retired. And, uh, we knew each other back in like 1981. Oh, wow. And now this is 2008. Oh,
0: wow.
2: But mm. you, re, you remember each other. Sure, um, sure. So he offered me a job working as an aviation safety consultant for an insurance company. Huh. So for nine years, I traveled all over the country, meeting with airlines, police departments, wheelchair pushers. Huh. And, uh. Got tired of the travel. I bet. Got to see some neat places. Got to go to Nome and uh, Anchorage and Fairbanks and places like that. So Mm -hmm. uh, good places to go to, get familiar with, and go, okay, I feel comfortable coming back here now. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. So I got tired of the travel, found another job with an insurance company out of Utah, out of Salt Lake, that wanted a consultant in Boise. Uh So I've been doing that now for the last six years. Oh, nice just uh visiting with companies trying to get them to implement safety programs to keep people from getting hurt oh. uh, make sure they're in compliance with whatever OSHA says they should be doing oh
0: which kind of trans the the transition into what you're kind of doing now yeah with some stuff on, yeah and, and
2: on Instagram which, yeah um
0: yeah which is pretty cool
2: yeah I've had this idea for a while about taking what I know from work and translating it or moving it over to what I love to do is be in the outdoors, hunting, fishing, whatever. And I'd been telling my family about it for a while. My my youngest daughter who is uh, a director of operations for a real estate business. So she's always on social media, posting houses and ads and whatnot. She goes, dad, you need to do this. People don't know enough about risk management in the outdoors. I'm like, well, it's common sense. Right. <laughs> you, would think. you would
0: think. Unfortunately, common sense isn't always so common. Right. And so,
2: <laughs> so for my birthday when I turned 60, she went on GoDaddy, bought me a website. She named oh. it, she named it Hunt and Heart, started an Instagram page, named it the same thing, and said, Here, go. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm like, all right, this is my she kicked me off the edge, is what she did. Right. <laughs> So I'm still learning how to post reels, but she's, yeah. she's training me up real quick.
0: Yeah, uh, you seem to be doing good, everyone that you know, I've seen.
2: Yeah, it's it's funny. I go back and look at uh, the number of times a reel's been viewed. Yeah. The one that's been viewed the most, I did one on making sure you check your meat temperature when you're cooking it.
1: Oh. I've seen that one. Yeah.
2: And I'm like, <laughs> that's had over 2,000 views. Right. Uh. And all the other ones are right around at three, 400. Yeah. I'm like... It'd be nice to know why. Right? Why are they watching that one? But I did mention, if you remember, um, you can get trichinosis from oh, bear yeah. meat if it's not cooked right. Yep. Um, I've heard that's extremely painful. Yeah. I've heard I don't. It too, I don't right? want to do it.
0: No. Me. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing. I even though, you know, I don't waste the meat on bear. I know you don't legally have to keep it, but right. I always keep mine. But whatever I make, I usually make sure that's you know it's like. A sausage or a bacon or something like that, so it is cooked all the way because I'm not going to take a chance. Yeah, for sure with it. But. Yeah,
2: I would. I would hate to experience that. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. from what I understand, once that's in your body, you can't get rid of it. Yes, what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Bad stuff. So, yeah, my plan is to just. I've got a list I'm keeping on my phone. Every time I think of a different Subject. topic, mm-hmm. yeah, I put it in my phone. And I'm like, wow, I could. I could stay busy, you know, just doing reels. But I figure one to two a week because I work full time. Sure. Um, so I was out last weekend. I was out shooting my rifle, so I just did a couple on hearing protection.
1: Mm.
2: I wanted. I want to do one more. I don't know that that people. You you guys probably know. this, guys are out hunting and they know ear protection and yeah. they shoot and go. Well, I never hear the gun go off. Well, your brain might not hear it going off, but your ears are still receiving the impact. Absolutely. And. <laughs> Honestly, right now, I should be wearing—I have two hearing aids. Oh. I should be wearing—I have ringing in my left ear that never goes away. Really? Um, I, was I was on have a, a little bit, too. I was on a javelina hunt in Arizona, and I'm sitting on this rock next to the guy I'm hunting with, and I hear a noise to my right, and I turn and look, and there's javelina about 50 yards to the right. So I turn right, get lined up, and he turns to the right, and that puts the gun barrel.
0: Oh, you're hunting with a gun. Oh, oh.
2: Yeah, I did a three, two, one we shot when he shot i rolled i rolled off the boulder onto the ground in pain mm-hmm. so i think that's where that tinnitus came from and
0: i think where mine came from i was guiding and uh and i had two hunters and it was a nice six point bowl both one was on each side of me i'm looking through my binoculars so none of this because i want to see if they hit they both had um uh muzzle brakes both Whoa. shooting three thirty eight mu- with muzzle brakes. And I, was, I wasn't in front of them, obviously, but I was probably even with them, enough that I caught it. But, I mean, yeah, my ears hurt, and, yep. and it's never been, really been the same. You know, that's,
2: that's the thing with hearing, once, once that's gone, Yeah, chances are it's not coming back.
0: Well, me working, um, you know, I worked underground um, in, in mining for a lot of years, and it's super loud underground with fans and everything pushing air around and there's so many guys i'd see that i worked with that didn't wear hearing protection but i was really adamant about wearing my hearing protection and my eyes too because those are two things i know you can get eyes fixed to a point but they uh but the hearing i mean granted you got hearing aids as well but if you're trying to prevent that if you can um you know why not yeah. do it I yeah
2: mean, and it's it's that risk management it's wise. Started that page. Yeah. Let's um, I don't know maybe raise someone's awareness, especially younger folks. Yeah. The guys that think, well, I never hear the gun go off. You're still receiving that damage Absolutely. whether you realize it or yeah. not. Mm-hmm. And over time, you get to our age, you get to be a seasoned hunter. Yeah. <laughs> so now when I hunt, um, I have uh, one of those neck bands with the was earbuds was on in. I will ask end. you what you use. Yeah. yeah. And. I- I'm even shooting a suppressor now. Yeah. Uh, but I still throw those on real quick. Yeah. Um, I won't shoot anymore without it. Yeah. Um, or I have uh, Walker's game earbuds uh-huh. that yeah. go in. They can mm-hmm. enhance your hearing. Yeah. Uh, but at the shot, it's hard to describe. It doesn't like totally shut off. Right. But it but close. It, perv- it stops the high intensity noise above yeah. probably 85, 90 decibels. It shuts off, so you're not getting that impact hmm. uh, that you would without it yeah um so but there if you use anything electronic and you're in the back country that battery goes dead mm-hmm. oh then
1: you're you know unless you have a pack with you to back charge up, them back up. Yeah. yeah i think the hard part after not doing it for so many years is just remembering to put them in yeah, when, the, it. when the moment comes you know yeah. there's so much going on and right i've done that you know i always try to carry your protection but do you forget i forget i did it this year on my muzzleloader hunt had it with me And just planned on using it. Yeah. And you forgot forgot to put put it in. Yeah,
2: now with the damage that I have, if I happen to be beside one someone that shoots or I forget, it's painful. Mm. Oh really? Yeah, now it'll be painful for a couple of days afterwards. Oh wow. Um so that's my motivation to Yeah. Get the earplugs in.
0: I do remember them coming down with one of their little meters and just in my in the radio because like in the vehicle this is underground talking about uh the vehicle i was in you had to turn the radio up pretty high and when it would key up it was like 105 oh yeah so i mean it was pretty loud and and kind of piercing you know and like i said i had earplugs in but and i the earplugs we had probably i don't know six or eight options but i always went for the ones that were the best as far as because some guys would just put the easiest ones in, right. but they really weren't the best right, as far yeah. as um, preventing. Right. And I went for the ones, not the I mean, anything great or anything. I just did it because I thought, well, if I'm going to wear them, I might as well wear the, ones, the best ones. And so, yeah.
2: They, yeah, it's got to be noisy down in the mines that that sound can't get away. Yeah. There's nowhere, you know, yeah, it's not it's, like you're out in the wide open air.
0: Right, right. Um, yeah. I've got a suppressor too, and and it's amazing what a difference that thing makes by itself.
2: Just the, it takes the recoil, a lot yep. of the recoil out. Uh, yep. It cuts way down the noise. Yeah. And consequently, yes. I think I'm more accurate. Really? Yeah, because now I know, it's and true. I'm only shooting a thirty out 6 Okay. Um, but now I know I'm not going to suffer any consequences from oh. the recoil. Yep. So it's easier for me to stay in the scope. Yep. yep. Um, and the last buck I shot with the rifle was in the Frank Church last year. Um I saw the buck go down. The gun didn't jump. Oh, gotcha. It stayed on the pack. I squeezed the trigger, and I was, you know, the Joel Turner thing, yeah. keep pressing, keep pressing, yeah. boom, the gun went off. I heard the bullet hit, co-op, and I saw him fall. Huh. So there's a lot. I think there's a lot of advantages to the suppressor over yeah, just yeah. the noise. Yeah. Part yeah. of it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I got a killer deal on the suppressor. I couldn't pass it up you know i just had to wait the 10 months to get the stamp yeah now it's a lot quicker there's, that's what i've heard yeah
0: now they there's places where you can just do a handprint now instead of uh, the fingerprint thing and send it all in everything goes in electronically is taken like i mean i've heard some people say like 90 days and i don't know how true that is but um just a lot quicker i waited about i think i ordered mine in march and I had drawn an Arizona tag, um, was hoping to get it before then and literally opening day I'm sitting I happen to have service on the hill, they didn't even think I did, but I'm sitting there glass and all of a sudden my phone rang and it was a guy saying, Hey, your stamps here, you can come and get suppressors it's like I kinda wanted it for this hunt. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: but, yeah, the government works at the speed of smell, huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh. Yeah.
0: So you, you do Arizona hunt very much?
2: I was stationed in Arizona at one point in time okay. in, in Phoenix. Um, right. So, yeah, I've hunted. I shot one mule deer there, a couple of javelina. That's right. um, But I'd like to go back. Archery, and like the archery. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to shoot a javelina with the bow. Yeah. And actually, I've been talking, I think the person you go to Arizona with, Curtis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's and, my guy. Yeah. And I think, I think we have another mutual friend there. I was thinking about this yesterday uh, when I put this hat on. Uh, I understand you know Chris Denham. Yeah. As well. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's, that's how I started going down yeah. there, it was Chris.
2: I met him through Train to Hunt. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know who he was. Yeah, yeah. And I got, I got seated against him in a Train to Hunt event. Oh, gotcha. And some guys come over to me and they go, do you know who that is? No. He said his name's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so came to know who he is, got to know him a little bit over the years. I hope to see him here coming up to Hunt Expo again. Yeah. Found out we're three to four days apart in age. Oh. And here we're, we're about the same physical fitness yeah. level. Yep. So, yeah. yeah he's a
0: super good guy. I yeah. Mean, like, I mean,
2: yeah. one time we were doing a weighted pack uh, competition up a double black diamond mountain on Ski Hill, is where they laid out the course. And um, I'm passing Chris and he's like, go, Terry, go. And then Chris is passing me. I'm like, come on, Chris, get it. <laughs> yeah. So, it's just cool. Yeah. Having somebody like being yeah, around yeah. somebody positive and up yeah, and like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure.
0: Because he's. He's just a super good guy. I, yeah. mean, I've, um, I met him down. Um, uh, we were helping a kid uh, who had, um, um, had he was in remission, but he had cancer previously. And I went down to go help film a hunt down there in Arizona. And, and that's where I met Chris. And there's a big group of guys. And then he invited me to come back and go hunting. And that's how I, I tell him it's his fault.
2: Yeah, you now know, you're down there every year. coos.
0: And yeah.
2: I would like yeah. to do that too. Um, yeah. It's just a matter of planning, yeah right? I try to plan you know a year two years in advance
1: because
2: oh. um, sometimes cost you know what you're doing costs money and sure I want to it does yeah plan that out this
0: is yeah the time like I says I had Curtis and I I know he's a little bum I was so was I we we would be there now because the season starts January 1st and um, but that's the way it worked out this this year so
2: but always next year. Yeah next
0: year I'm hoping plan on going back again but I like I said I forfeited this year but
2: do you, do you find yourself at this point as a seasoned hunter every year as the season comes to an end I think about well there's always next year or is there <laughs> right <laughs> I try not to think that how many of those are left <laughs> Yeah right. I know
0: that there's less Yeah but <laughs> <laughs> less than more but I mean I I gosh you know I mean like we could look back at our heydays or hey years where we were killing lots of animals, different animals, you know, not just not shooting twelve does or whatever, you right. know, back east or whatever. Nothing against that at all, but um, but I think about those years where I was killing seven to nine different animals, you know, and and how many years I went on a, a run, a streak, killing elk and and but I think a lot of it is to for me. And maybe you found this too is just kind of priorities do change a little bit and even though it's still a big part of our life um there's like my house my house the last couple years has taken priority because i want to get it done because you know i'm not getting any younger and i'm doing the i'm doing majority of the work um so that's kind of taken you know priority for me Uh, but then i stop and think oh man how many more of these chances am I gonna have? Right.
2: Time? Yeah. So. Yeah. I uh I drew a a a bull out tag on Bennett for August. Oh, This did last you? year, but at the same time, I drew a Ruby Mountain archery deer tag oh. in August. So then it was like
0: because that one's August first, and it, Ruby Mountain's what August tenth it yeah, starts. Next. Yeah.
2: So archery, right? Yeah, in rubies. Ruby, yeah. So I did the first weekend on Bennett. Um, didn't do any good. And my I have a grandson that's ten. He wants to start coming along, so that sort of limits where I can go, which sure. is which is fine. Yeah. Um, and then of course the priority had to be Nevada. Yeah. Uh, so me and a friend Scott, um, we packed in nine miles into the wilderness, stayed in there for eight days. Um, we saw bucks, saw, but the problem is you see a buck, they're in bachelor groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, instead of one buck, you got six, yeah, bedded together, Yep. good luck with that, yeah, um
0: and it's pretty open, a lot of that is pretty open, those high mountain,
2: mm mm-hmm. so um, we did know a guy from Nampa that killed a real nice bucket in the same area opening morning, um so we thought, wow, well, we got eight days, we gotta get on something. It just never I was in Bow range twice and just got got busted, Ah. Uh both times nothing nothing real big but learned a lot yeah um so
0: and you know there again thinking back all the years i mean you shot plenty of animals and everything still some of those experiences you know the of getting schooled
1: yeah so sort to of yeah. speak
0: i mean i mean it's still to me are a highlight of my hunt i don't know about you john
1: That's, absolutely yeah yeah
0: i hate it after the fact. But,
2: right. yeah. Well, I think that's why, uh, you know, people see these hunting videos and the guy finally connects and he's just jumping up and down, fist pumping in the air, hooting and hollering. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Because there's so many times when you oh, get yeah. busted and it doesn't happen. And here it comes again. And you're, you know, if you're bow hunting, you're hooked up, you're at least hooked up to the string and you're thinking, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? Yeah. Um,
0: well, and how many, like on a video... You might see one or two failures. What they show, and it's just because of time-wise, right? But there may be even big TV shows, blah blah blah. A lot of those guys, they don't show you all the failures. Yep. You know, it takes especially on film. It's a lot tougher to get it on film than it is.
2: Oh, I can imagine. Just yeah.
0: trying to hunt, you know. You got more things to look at, or if you have somebody with you, even filming. Not only you're trying to get yourself in range. <laughs> They got to be somewhat in range too, and how many times has that blown it?
1: Yeah, plenty. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's yeah. so much that happens uh, in the the fur ball of activity I call it, yeah. leading leading up to when it all finally comes together. That's mm-hmm. why it's so. Uh, yeah, it's just hard to describe that feeling when it all does finally comes together Mm -hmm. not
0: very often it comes together that probably that hunt we, the one you filmed uh me by the farm fields i mean Mm -hmm. that couldn't have
1: that worked out pretty well it
0: did i mean everything just fell together the first day boom and get it done Mm -hmm. don't always work out that way i mean yeah
2: yeah i think if we could go back and in our memories and think about the number of failures compared to the number number of successes (laughs) Yeah, I don't that. Right, <laughs> one one way outweighs the other, and it's not. <clears throat> yeah, I got a lot of. I save all my unused tags in a shoebox. Oh, I, huh? I need. I need another shoebox. Right, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's getting it's getting to be that way. That's so, funny. Yeah, so one of the. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, one of the things I want to talk about, in you know, speaking about things that going going wrong, and then you have success. Yeah. Um, the moose hunt that I that I told you went on. I noticed you had a moose mm-hmm. upstairs there. Um, back in 2014, a, me and a friend um, got drawn for bull moose in eastern Idaho. Cyrus. Yeah. And uh, made a couple scouting trips over there in the summer. And I remember uh, one trip going over there, we were talking about, hey, you know, the Snake River um, runs through... A lot of our hunting area, we should see about renting a raft or a boat. And I remember making a phone call to a place over there um, and asked the gentleman, you know, can we rent? I think it was a drift boat. And he said, it depends what part of the river you're going on. And I told him, he goes, nope, won't really? rent one. And I was like, okay, I was just curious why. He goes, because too many snags in that part of the river. Too many people die on that part of the river. Hmm. Sorry, we don't rent out people. Well, I didn't remember that. Didn't think about it. Um, but anyhow it gets to october and gene my friend gene had a buddy named brad mm-hmm. who worked on the north slope and he was going to be home for 30 days he had an 18 foot jet boat oh he said man i'll go along with you guys i'll be the boat captain i'll i'll uh did you draw it with gene did yeah. you draw this take okay. yeah so um he's like i'll go with you so Cool, now we got a jet boat to use. So we put in, I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh, uh, Rexburg, between Idaho Falls and Rexburg. Yeah. Lorenzo Bridge. No, I'm not familiar with that. They call it the dual bridges. Um, There's a boat launch right there. It's since closed. I don't know if it's because of our incident, but the boat boat launch is not there anymore. (laughs) Um, So our plan was to put in, go upriver toward Heisey. And every time we'd see moose tracks on the bank, We'd have him beach the boat. We'd jump out, hunt for a while, come back to the boat. Well, the th- uh, I, I was rereading the article in Bow Bowhunter uh, last night. The third time I think we did that, uh, we leave the bank and we go to th- throttle up the boat and the motor stops, just clump, shuts off, won't restart. So we drifted back down the river a ways, grabbed a hold of a tree, held the boat in place while they jeans a mechanic yeah so they were messing around pulled spark plug do whatever they could it fired again but only for a short amount, long enough to get us out in the middle of the river and then it cut off again ah. uh long story short it never restarted um so one is of, it deep in that part um that time of year uh it it wasn't real deep you know the river's way down but it's the main channel that's still flowing okay and being the snake river having all yeah. those bends in it yeah when the river got into the bends, it would flow. It was pretty fast. Um, so at that point, we're like, well, okay, what are we going to do? And have you ever been in a situation with some of your hunting buddies where the conversation sort of goes like, oh, this this is bad. What are we going to do? And somebody goes, oh, it'll be all right. And I, I often think of that saying, hold my beer, watch this. Because usually when that's said, it'll be all right, or oh, we'll be okay, don't worry about it. Not enough thought was put into this yeah. situation. It's more of a hopeful thought. Yes. And just because you say that yeah. doesn't make it so. Yeah. But I think that's, that was our mindset. You just want everything to be okay.
0: Yeah.
2: But will it? And we didn't really think. That we're just, like, just going to float back down to the boat launch. Well, this, we're three miles up the Snake River from the boat oh. launch. And now the only thing we have is the oars that were in the boat. And what we found is every time we'd go into a turn and the current picked up, we'd lose control, even with the oars. And we'd slam into the bank, boat would spin around, we'd have to hold on to the sides. Mm-hmm. And then it'd shoot us back out to the channel, and it was smooth in. Well, that was pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah. And and just looking back on the whole thing, we could have did some things different. So, quick question.
0: So you're on the main r- snake. Right. And I, I've never been to that part of the snake. I mean, just heard people that have drawn and whatnot. Compared to the Snake River, like by here and stuff, right. where it's really wide and everything, I'm assuming it's a lot narrower. There, it is. correct? Yep.
2: Okay. Much narrower, probably 60, 80 yards across in, okay. in most most areas. Okay. Um, so yeah, not not real wide, and that's yeah. that's deceiving. Yeah. Because you're thinking, wow, the river's not that big. How bad can it be? Yeah. Um. So, you know, looking back, we could have did some things different. Not. It's not anybody's fault. It's just decisions we made at the time. At one point, we pulled out underneath a bridge. Nurse <clears throat> there's cars going across the bridge. And we talked about, should we leave the boat here or walk up to the road?
0: Could you have got out no problem and everything?
2: Uh, we could have got out. But then the conversation was, well, how are we going to get the boat out of the river? Because mm-hmm. they had these huge boulders underneath the bridge for erosion control. Mm-hmm. We're like, how, how are we going to get the boat up those rocks? Yeah. Uh, we'll be all right so
1: <laughs> famous last words so.
2: yeah long story short we weren't all right we got down the river a ways and uh came into this corner and it was one of those deals as you come around the corner i think all three of us saw it at the same time there's this snag right smack dab in the middle of the current and i think at the same time we we're all like oh bleep
1: <laughs>
2: so we had the oars but again very little control in that current and the boat went up onto the snag sideways and rolled to the right. Oh. as soon as it did that, it filled with water and that boat sunk in, it couldn't have been two seconds. Wow. Um, but it sunk nose first. I was toward the back. Brad and Jean were up front. Brad, obviously, I think was at the console. Um, they went out the front of the boat into the water. By the way, we didn't have life vests on.
0: Did you yeah. have them with you?
2: Yeah. Terry, hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, the safety guy, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I
1: was, like. <laughs> was wearing the pre-
2: life vest. <laughs> What's that? I practice what you preach. Yeah, <laughs> I was wearing it initially. Every time we'd be in, underway, I'd throw it on. Mm-hmm. And then I got tired of just putting it off, so I just left it off. Um, yeah, no life vest. They dive into the river, packs everything. Brad lost a rifle, a shotgun, and a handgun. And it's still down there as far as we know yeah various th- everything goes Did, in the were water were you hunting
0: with bows or kids? yeah oh.
2: so i'm scrambling the boat sinks nose first and i'm scrambling out the back well it sunk all it stood up in the river on the on oh. its nose so i'm literally climbing the boat to get up and go out the back while well, the bows hit me in the leg i'm like if we lose the bows it's over i grab both bows jump up on i guess it's the transom that the motor mounts to yeah. i am now standing next to the motor looking at where the tree is the snag coming off the bank yeah and i'm thinking how can i jump clear of this because i don't want to get caught up in the snag and all of a sudden i realize the boat's not moving i'm on this much dry boat the rest hmm. of it's underwater with my hand on the motor both bows in my hand and i'm like bounce up and down i'm good i'm good <laughs> i'm not jumping in the water yeah and I see Gene and Brad climb up the bank further down the river. And they come running back, yelling, jump, jump. And I said, no, I'm good right here. F- finally, common sense kicked in. And I'm like, I'm not jumping in the water that I don't know from sure. a place that I do know. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's, it's getting dark by now. Oh, um, And we started yelling for help. We knew there was three guys behind us in a drift boat. Um, and they, they heard us. So they pulled up short of the wreck, so to speak. Uh, unloaded everything. Uh, the guy that owned the drift boat floated right down to me within two feet. I stepped into his boat. I never got wet. Oh, wow. wow. That's it's, funny. And saved the bows? Well, that's another story. So <laughs> instead of holding on to the bows in hindsight, which I should have did, I was envisioning staying out there on the boat all night long, maybe <laughs> sitting down and leaning up against the motor to sleep. So Gene, Gene comes out as far as he can, and I try throwing the bows to shore. I think I threw mine first, and I had a soft-lock quiver uh-huh. on, but I had white wraps. Well, it was dark enough to where he saw the white wraps. He reaches for my arrows, and the quiver comes off the bow. Oh. And I see it cartwheeling down the river. Oh. i like, great, there, that's gone. Is it gone? Yeah, so then I throw Gene's bow. And he's able to, it lands in the water again, but he's able to jump on it and, and sure, get the boat. Sure, save your boat,
0: Gene. Oh. Yeah. No, no right.
2: kidding. Um, <laughs> Love you, Gene. <laughs> so uh, guy in drift boat comes down. I get on the boat. As soon as I get to shore, I'm like wading up and down the river trying to find my boat. Of course, it's camo. It matches perfectly the river rock. Dark, <laughs> almost dark. Yeah. Dart, huh? yeah. Okay. So I'm down there with the headlamp looking. I'm like, I know it can't be very far. So my bow's basically gone. So we call 911. And Gene uh, and Brad started a fire on the shore. So they were drying out. Yeah. We were getting warm. We're sort of like shaking our heads going, did this really just happen? And uh, then you hear the sirens coming. You can hear them from a distance. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to us. And then here comes the search and rescue boat with the flashing lights and the sirens. And uh, the search and rescue folks were, they were outstanding, great people. Um, So they come and get us, take us back down uh, to where they launched their boat. And when we got there, there was two guys in dry suits. And it dawned on us at that point, the dry suit guys were there for, not rescue, They were there for body recovery, Mm -hmm. and they told us, they said, you guys shouldn't have went upriver. Four people died right there on that stretch of river this summer. So we were like, where were you guys this morning when we put the boat in the water? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Long (laughs) story short, yeah, we ended up getting the boat back. Search and rescue took Brad back up there the next day to look at the boat to see if they could possibly hook up, block, and tackle to the shore and get it out while they're doing that brad looks down and sees my bow
0: oh cool oh,
2: nice he dives in comes up with my bow oh wow um two days later three days later i killed a bull moose with that nice, bow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. it was uh yeah unbelievable
0: gene got one too right? and then
2: gene yeah. ended up yeah. getting one yeah. so but but looking back on it um like i said we could have did a lot of things better we probably could have had a more in-depth conversation about okay what are our options here could we just leave it by the rocks under the bridge and figure it out? well we figured out how to get it out of the river after it sunk we probably could have figured out how to get it up over right. the rocks yeah um you know there, there are other options we probably should have had the life vests on um that's that would have been you know there's one. yeah
0: we did we, you lose gear to like packs and all that
2: my pack floated oh. i had an everly stock a it's a day pack a a1 release it's just a day pack with yeah a a1, one out. i think that's right the I a1 remember, i still yeah. have it oh yeah yeah it, it floated huh? and then i keep all my emergency stuff in ziploc bags that's how they started the fire oh yeah. gotcha. i know gene lost some gear brad lost like i said rifle shotgun yeah. handgun um funny thing is when he got that when they got the boat out of the water he had a garmin uh in gps reach? unit in in the console yeah when he opened the console, all the water ran out, and that Garmin was still on. Oh, wow. <laughs> still functional. Wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but just from a risk management the outdoor standpoint, I should have put together when I called about renting the raft, and the guy said, we won't rent to you on that part yeah. of the river. Yeah,
0: that's what I was thinking earlier. I was thinking maybe you've done a little more uh, research on...
2: Why? Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have been a wise move on our part.
0: That... Yeah. Um, that hunt is that short-range weapon hunt, correct? Correct. Shotgun, muzzleloader, yep. archery. Okay. Yep.
2: So we, you know, we got I, when I got to the shore, I looked at Gene. I said, "I'm not giving up." He goes, "I'm not either." And we get up the next morning. Um, we're staying in a camper right outside of Rexburg. And we jump in Gene's truck. It's dead. It won't start. Mm. <laughs> then I was about ready to give up. Right. Uh, <laughs> It's like what else could possibly yeah, really, go yeah. wrong? So when we scored, the elation, yeah, right, was just off the charts. Yeah. I, get, I bet. It's like at first we were saying I'm not kill, I'm not shooting a bullwinkle. No, me either. We we're waiting for something huge. First time I saw handlers, <laughs> <laughs> right. I, so he wasn't he wasn't nearly as big as the one you have on the wall, but it it all it all worked out.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, especially with all the situation that happened and everything. I mean
2: it be Yeah, we were pretty covered. happy. Yeah. To say the least. And, and no both of you scoring too. I mean Yeah, Jean's was really unique. Had a left double main beam. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. See a oh. picture of it. Yeah, that was a, a pretty unique. So it was a great experience. Um I'd hunt I'd hunt moose again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Obviously I can't hunt a bull now. Yeah right. in Idaho anymore. You can hunt a cow, can't you? Cow? Still yeah, cow. I can still Are play you gonna for put it for a cow? Super tag. Yeah, yeah the super yeah. tag, yeah yeah right. oh well, yeah and i could do a bull again on that no? yeah yeah that's so there yeah you I, got go. a, I got a friend in mountain home that drew super tag four species yeah
0: oh the that's the um it's the uh, super hunt super hunt yeah where you get all four he, species yeah
2: really yeah he texted me and he said dude i drew this i drew the super hunt I'm how did like, do you i'm like how many tickets did you buy he said one really yeah that's <laughs> he, cool he filled all four tags nice that's yeah.
1: awesome that's yeah, a cool I, thing about filming is I get to go on. Yeah. I've been on I couldn't tell you how many Quite a musons. few moose hunts, yeah. In fact I just sent one to a client today. Yeah. His twelve year old son killed a monster bull. But yeah. yeah, it's that's the cool thing about that. So I get to experience them that was the first one in a couple of years, but I had a streak there where shoot, we were I was good doing a moose hunt every year for one. Was the four last years. one the
0: one where I was guy helping guide?
1: Uh it was, yeah, yeah, that other kid.
0: Yeah. He was what? 12 wasn't he also mm, yeah 12 or
1: 13 yeah. something like that wow. yeah. so anyway that's kind of cool and they all of those have made my bowl look like a dink
2: <laughs> I was just happy to get one at that right. point yeah
0: oh yeah for sure lots yeah, of great think, meat
2: oh it is you know mm-hmm.
0: what I ate moose I ate some yesterday did you or night before last night before last I had a moose roast because the guy gave me uh, a little bit of the meat and mm-hmm. uh found it in the freezer it was like oh so Cooked it up in the crock pot. Yes,
2: I think that's a great meat to introduce someone that's never had wild wild game game, moose. I think is a good place to. I agree. To start, we my wife makes a killer moose meatloaf. Oh, and we fed that to several people, and they just look at us and they're like, "This is not wild game." (laughs) Right. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, everybody then wants the recipe.
0: I bet you sent did you sent the article into Bowhunter magazine?
2: Was it? Yeah. So Gene and I coming back from the hunt. I had my laptop with me. I can't remember why. Um, we typed up the story and I sent it in, um, emailed it in, and right away, bam, the editor, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, Kurt Wells. Yeah. Kurt Wells. Okay. He emails me right back. Terry, love the story, interested, want to hear more. Send me pictures. Well. Did you
0: have pictures of.
2: We had some, but it. in that situation, you're not well, thinking, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. take pictures. Yeah. Exactly. Let's video
0: this That's, and make it go viral. <laughs> so
2: we did get some pictures enough that he said, yeah, I can work with this. He goes, if you had more pictures, I'd pay you a lot more money. Uh. Um, but we did get paid. We split it. Uh. and I split the money. Uh. Um, but yeah, it made Bowhunter October 2015 right in the middle of the magazine. Uh. Um, so so pretty cool deal to have that yeah. published. And to his credit, um, he left the story the way I wrote it. He would just send back and go, okay, you're still too many words. I need you oh, to cool. pare it down just a little bit yeah. more. But when it hit the magazine and I got the magazine, I was like, wow, he he didn't change that's it. That's good. He left it the way yeah. it was, that's yeah. awesome.
0: Which is good because especially that that's your experience, and so exactly. that's exactly the way it happened yep. and not to make it sound.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, just an incredible experience. I, I got enough of the magazines to send them to family. How oh, cool saved one or two for myself it's so a moment of fame right I
0: know you said that you came up with an idea for the risk, your your risk management your page and everything you're doing was this kind of in the beginning you thinking at the, at that point after this um uh, encounter or accident whatever you want to call it, back then were you thinking hmm? People should know more about this, or was it later on?
2: It was later on, but this one always comes to the forefront. Yeah, yeah. Because right. Right. this this could have went really that, bad. Oh, man, that
0: could have went south, yeah, way it, south.
2: The search and rescue guys said if any one of you would have got trapped between the boat and the tree,
0: oh yeah,
2: you'd have been done. Yeah. For sure. Um, so this one always comes to the forefront. <clears throat> but just over the years, being a seasoned hunter now, yeah, I've been around enough, seen enough, heard about enough to where I think I got to thinking, maybe I should— put this on Instagram or some platform yeah. where mm-hmm. people maybe they'll watch it, maybe they'll learn from it.
0: And I hope people of all ages, you know it I guess maybe my attitude is the same when I was younger. You kinda of think like, lack of a better words, you're invincible. It'll never happen to me or Until it does. Until it does, exactly. And just you just never know. And you should always be thinking about it, it's just like um um, I remember working with younger guys, and uh, you know, I was in my early 50s or whatever. Working with younger guys when it comes to like lifting things, perfect example. I cut meat for a lot of years, so I know that I saw, that's kind of part of the reason why I did get out of it, was I see the guys who've been cutting meat all their lives who ended up with carpal tunnel, mm-hmm. bad backs, you know, and, and so that's when I started thinking, maybe I should do, look at doing something different so it's not so hard on the body. Because even though you may think everything's fine, in and, and it may be physically, just the repercussion of it. Perfect example, it'd be like almost like smoking. Let's just use smoking as an example. You may not feel it now, but later on, look at the effects it could have. You know? Exactly. And, and I remember uh, uh, one young, younger guy, a lot younger than me. We were lifting up, needed to lift up a pump. And I said, let me give you, it was a stainless steel pump. It's a heavy pump, 100-some pounds. And I said, let me give you a hand with that. He goes, no, I can do it. And I was like, dude, those are heavy. Let me help you. Just let me be macho and do it. So he grabs it, picks it up, moves it, which I could have helped him easily. Next day, he comes in all stoked <laughs> up and twisted up. And, I'm, and I told him, I'm like, um, called him Opie. Uh, I said, Opie. Think about this now. You know, he was like 23, I think. And I says, by you trying to push yourself now and hurting your back like you did, that's going to come with, you know, a price later on. So think about those things now. Whether they do or not, I don't know. But point is, you know, I hope people listening to this um, think about that, you know, no matter what age you are. Right. Think of the long term. You know repercussions of the exactly
2: case. and you brought up an interesting point there uh frequency in the safety world we look at things from a frequency or likelihood and severity standpoint yeah. so if you're young the repetitions or the frequency of you lifting you're going to have a lot of that over the years yeah the more you're exposed to it the better the chance you're going to yeah. suffer some type of injury we don't know what the severity is yeah in the case of that guy 23 comes in already messed up yeah and he's got a long life ahead of him yet yeah he's going to be exposed to that again and again and again there's a chance he'll need surgery at some point yeah so that's why you know i go around teach people safe lifting techniques which they roll their eyes like yeah i know how to lift yeah but do you really? Right. <laughs> right. Do you practice it? Yeah.
0: Because knowing how to do it and practicing yeah. it is two different things. And, and, and I'm perc- sure you guys probably teach that too at work huh? properly. Oh, yeah. And all that yeah, we I have
1: guess. safety training every month. Yeah. We call periods, but yeah. Yeah. different, Cover different topics. And.
2: Yeah, just trying to reduce one or the other. Either reduce the likelihood of an event happening or the severity of it. Or if you can reduce both, that's good. Um, so. Frequency of going out in the mountains without bear spray or a handgun. Yeah When's the next time you're going to need a fire extinguisher? Nobody knows right, but when you need it right you need it right now exactly It's true, and I look at the bear spray and the handgun the same way and I plan on doing a reel on this Um, You know good idea. I can shoot a handgun, right? Yeah Put a soda can at 20 yards. It might take me a few shots to hit now make me do 20 jumping jacks and then turn around and shoot back back as I'm running away from the soda can. Yeah. I probably can't hit that thing. Give me a can of bear spray. I can make a big cloud. Yeah. And I have used bear spray twice. Have you? Once on a bear, once on uh, a dog. Oh, it worked great both times. Did it?
0: Yeah. You know, my, I'll be honest. My only, my thought has always been on bear spray and I have carried it. Uh <coughs> Is the wind?
2: <laughs> it, both times I used it, I ended up getting some of it myself. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
0: know, no matter what, you're probably going to. Yeah. But I always think, what if the wind was blowing right to me? You know, it, and I mean, I I think about that. I have actually been chased, uh, well, a few times by pigs, wild pigs, and one time it was probably less than ten feet, Ooh. and I missed him eight times
2: <laughs> with the with the handgun yeah yeah, eight times. yeah i mean
0: i was running and it was noise i think the pig finally got bored <laughs> i just turned around it was a nine shot it was just 22 and uh i tell people i was keeping the nine shot in case he gotta hold me i was just gonna hit it
2: right <laughs>
0: now but uh but yeah i mean so in those situations like you said you know running and everything and trying to shoot I yeah mean, um yeah, it's uh, uh, uh my, my encounter one time with a bear where I did pull out bear spray, I didn't spray it, it was a sow with cub, with two cubs, she did turn around, but I didn't have the bear spray pouch, I put it in my pocket on my leg, mm-hmm. and it buttoned one of them, I couldn't have got it out fast enough, and I told myself after that, if I am going to carry bear spray, I'm going to carry it in the actual holster. Yep. Because I was, I was trying hard to get it out. There's no way I could have got it. You know how fast bears yeah. are, you know. She was only 20 yards away. So, you know, if I, if I do ever carry, I carry a pistol now. So I got one of those uh, at release top, um
2: Oh, a bino, it goes on the bino yeah, harness? Yeah. 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 I, I bought the gunfighter holster yeah. It goes underneath yeah. my bino pack, yeah. but I still have the... One the, on your side too. Yeah. The well the bear spray oh, yeah. on the, oh, on gotcha. the side of my back. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 I I mean and when it happened to me, it was hunting over bait. It was uh two yearlings. Mm. They weren't they weren't cubs. These were probably I'm guessing 50, 60 sixty pound bears. Yeah. They were at the bait drum fighting over who got to pull the dog food out. Yeah. And uh the one bear walked away from the bait drum. And when I got in the tree I noticed it had claw marks on it. You know, oh. they, this is not good. They've been in my tree stand. Um, so the bear disappeared, and I thought, where is he going? So I pulled the bear spray and popped the safety off. And he came right to the base of the tree, uh, sat down on his butt, and looked up at me. And I'm standing there thinking to myself, do not put your feet on the tree, do not. And he stood up and put his feet and I sprayed him.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I've found? Um, uh, it seems like the younger bears are the more ballsy ones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you found that, too? They're yeah, the ones that...
1: with one exception. I had one big bear that was Henri's. Really? Yeah. And he wouldn't let me out of tree, so I killed him. But
0: That's the <laughs> best thing to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good job.
1: <laughs> Good risk management. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, yeah, the young ones, they're curious, I think.
0: Yeah, uh, they. I mean, I, yeah. I know I showed you the video this year. It was just on my phone. 20 yards, 25 yards, this bear was eaten and i'm yelling at it and everything you care less you know they puffed up a little bit that's scary yeah yeah Um, i mean because without not having that fear at all i mean they could easily charge i did have a pistol with me
2: but even this one i figured like i said 50 60 pounds i'm like i don't want him
0: no
1: i'm sure he could tear me up pretty good absolutely yeah Um, yeah. they're so fast yeah Yeah. so until you see it you don't realize it yeah
2: So, yeah, I, I sprayed him. He took off. Um, I, you know, like I said, I got some of the spray back on me. Same when I, I sprayed the dog. What really gets you is the next time you shave. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. hot water, stuff. the pores open up, uh. and man, that stuff comes back out. Oh. That's when it gets you. Um, but it's better than the alternative, right? This yeah. is true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you pretty, uh, um, hunt bears in the spring pretty much every year? Or
2: I don't. You, you know, I got on Turkeys. Okay. Um, yeah. I love to hunt turkeys. Yeah, turkeys, and, turkeys uh, fun. Through, through the train to hunt event, a friend named Darren turned me on to some great turkey hunting area over in eastern Oregon. Okay. So I've been making trips over there. Got my grandson on his first bird. He nice. missed. But yeah, um, But I chance. do, I, I keep thinking about, okay, fill a turkey tag, go bear hunting. You know, just right. grab the rifle and start wandering around. Uh, it just hasn't happened. Gotcha. Happen. I've only killed one bear with the rifle, uh, um, but I would I would love to get one with a bow. Yeah. But anyone that says I read somewhere one time somebody said shooting a bear over baits like shooting a parked car. And I'm like, you've obviously no. never tried to bait in bears because no it is not way. that easy no. by a long shot. I've spent. You a lot have
0: of- them years where prethel of bears coming in when you're there. Blah blah blah. And then I've had years where the bait was getting clobbered. Nothing coming in when you're hunting, you know, or coming nocturnally or this, actually even before I was using uh, trail cameras, he had absolutely no clue when they were coming in. It was total crapshoot, you know, when, when they were gonna be in there. But um, yeah, it's hunting. I, you know, I I really just enjoy being out there. If I kill something great, But I really do like, you know, this year I had several bears coming in. I could have shot, but I kind of had my eyes set on certain bear, or last spring I should say, and didn't kill one, which is fine. But um, uh, just getting out there that time of year, you know, springtime.
2: After being trapped indoors all winter, then you get to go out, yeah.
0: Pig hunting, turkey hunting. Shed hunting. Shed (laughs) hunting, which is coming up here pretty quick. Very soon. Yeah. Do you shed out at all?
2: i do uh where was i at just this don't tell your oh, spots. no just this. you can if you like, well, <laughs> like to know some myself uh i told you i was out shooting my rifles last weekend and as i was you know loaded up and i was gonna drive home i made it maybe quarter mile and i saw a pickup truck and a guy standing there and he had sheds strapped to his pack really? and i stopped and i'm like you're finding them already he goes yeah i already found a couple brown nice and then you had one
0: um, oh, were they deer or elk
2: deer yeah hmm. But I'm like, wow, this seems early. Um, they were just little uh, little forkies. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, already.
0: yeah, I think, I don't know enough about it because I don't really do it, but is that pretty common? Is the smaller ones shed earlier or not necessarily?
1: I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> In my head, I've always thought the bigger ones, because their horns are heavier, would fall off first. But a lot yeah, of times you'll start true. finding the smaller ones early. Huh. And so I really don't know the answer to that. And there's
0: probably no science to it. We're
1: just... Well, I'm there not, might be. I, I, I might be overthinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't need it.
2: Most of the time, if I go out hunting sheds, I don't find any. It's when I'm just <laughs> out walking around, <laughs> right.
1: <and> then, I, <laughs> then I find them. Honestly, it's a great exercise. That's why I started years ago, was just to do something other than lift weights and run on a treadmill, you know. Yeah.
0: Before bear season. <clears> to absolutely. To in shape, yeah.
1: Yeah, so... So and my, it became an obsession. My <laughs> wife
2: has bested me on shed antlers. She found a a pretty decent shed moose antler. That's oh. cool. Well, not cool. She was just puts around a four wheeler up um, in up the mountains. know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Up> right there. <laughs> and uh, she just puts along. She you know early spring weeds not covering everything yet. Right. And yeah. she just glanced to her right and thought that looks like a moose antler. Mm-hmm. Jumps off the four wheeler. Sure enough, really. Yep.
0: Was it in a likely spot for no. moose?
2: Um, yeah. Was it yeah, okay? Yeah, not a lot of moose in that area, yeah. but uh, apparently there's, there's some. One.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, she's bested me on that, and uh, you know, I've I probably don't have the num- I don't have enough sheds like you to build a Christmas tree. That's pretty cool, <laughs> by the way. Um, but I've got some, and we're in a we live in we're in a smaller house
1: now, and the challenge of finding somewhere to to put them. Yeah, that's the. I've got a shed full down there, too. That's... I started making stuff because I had nowhere (laughs) left
2: to put
0: stuff. Yeah, and if you're not going to sell them, you almost want to find something to do with them, right? right?
2: Exactly. But they're... It's like gold when you find them. It is. Um, And everybody that... um, Everybody that finds... I was at a 3D shoot one time, and somebody overshot the target, and we were out behind the target looking for the arrow. And... uh, I found a shed. That's just cool. a, Just a small forky.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, everybody came rushing. They Nobody cared about the arrow
1: anymore. They right. wanted to see <laughs> the
2: That's shed so true, him. though. I, my wife,
1: and, uh, you know, she just does not go with me, but uh, this last year, her and my do- oldest daughter went for a day on a day trip. And it happened to be one of those days. It was the best day of the year by far, and probably one of the best days I've had ever. And it just, You know, they were hooked. They found their first sheds ever, and they're like, okay, then we get it. Yeah, now we get it. Little do they know, you can walk 15 miles and not find a single (laughs) one. But we all came back with, shoot, my back was so freaking heavy with elk antlers I couldn't carry. I wouldn't have been able to carry anymore. There's no way. I'd love to hit hit something like that. It's so cool. It does not happen very often, Mm. but when it does, Mm. it's unbelievable. No, you keep all yours. You don't sell them? I don't sell them, no. Nope, I don't sell them, but I like I said, I started making stuff, and I I am, um I have a little t-shirt business. and We sell hats and shirts and mm-hmm. hoodies and stuff like that. So I started selling. We make bottle openers out of them, and we laser engrave them and stuff like that. Wine, and wine ca- wine stops, and yeah. yeah. So we're gonna start making some rings and stuff too. I just bought a lathe to start oh, making cool. all lot rings, that kind of stuff. Neat. So,
0: what's your favorite thing to hunt? Do you have <sighs> anything particular?
1: Probably right now
2: I'm on a quest for a bigger muley. Uh, so probably that's a lifelong quest. Muley, yeah, I, I know. And I went to a I went to a hunting summit in Montana last year just on mule deer.
0: I remember that's the one. Yeah, you went to. you actually Joel was up there, right?
2: Is yeah, the Joel. Were, yeah. Joel was there, and uh, a guy from Eastern Idaho, Robbie Denning. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was there, and just other guys talking about big mule deer. Um. I, my my son when he was 13, shot a pretty good 26 inch four point, and I still haven't beat it. I still haven't beat it. Um, it would probably help if I quit pulling the trigger when I see antlers. <laughs> it's a. Spike. That's the first step to recovery. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
2: the first step. You know, I just growing up in Pennsylvania,
1: that's sort of the way it was. If you oh, saw a yeah. legal buck, you shot it. Oh, 100%. I grew up hunting blacktails in Northern California, and that, yeah, if you see a buck, you shoot it because yeah. it's going to be the only one you see. Yeah, there's you a good know, chance. so drew, it's hard to get away from. And that. I just love yeah. the meat, too. I mean, yep. but
0: I know, you know, let them, let them grow, let them, yeah. let them go, let them grow. And and I have passed up animals, plenty of animals, but, but there comes down to, and it's not about just filling my tag, and it's not every animal. Antelope is one thing.
1: Oh, yeah. Antelope.
0: I want to shoot an antelope. I do love the meat.
1: Oh. Mm. Have you tried antelope
2: meat? Yeah, I've, it's the I've best. killed three. With the, I found i I've heard a lot of people complain about it. What I've found, I keep a cooler with ice and water in the bed of the yeah. truck, and mm-hmm. as soon as I can, that animal is mm-hmm. rinsed and getting cooled down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My litmus test is will the wife eat it? Right. And she's, she'll the, eat the antelope I've killed, she's eating off. All three of them, so huh. it must mean it tastes okay because she'll let me know. She'll even ask me, Hey, I know it's coming up to elk season, could you shoot a nice cow and leave them rutting bulls alone? Right? right. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> 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 yeah. so yeah, probably, yeah, right now, mule deer, but I, I don't know, turkeys. I'm just, I love to hunt turkeys too because. You shoot a turkey, you throw it over your shoulder and bring it out one trip. This
0: is true. It's true. <laughs> not seven.
1: <laughs> right. like your first yeah, the whole, the more seasons you get, the more yeah. that's yeah. more attracting that yep. is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you hunt them in Idaho too?
2: Have you been? I have hunted in Idaho, um, but I've found to get away from the crowds, I end up driving five, six hours oh, yeah, north. Right. Yeah, but yeah. From where I live, I can be over in my spot in Oregon in three hours.
0: Oh.
2: And you can shoot three. And it's it's um, you shoot three. Yeah. Oh, it's public that's cool. property. Yep. Oh. perfect yeah it's it's awesome and the locals over there the only thing they care about is sheds really yeah there's i hardly ever run into another turkey hunter Hmm. wow so obviously i'm not going to tell you where i'm hunting but right now um (laughs) yeah they they and i did find one nice five point shed they have a lot of elk in that area i guess um but yeah everybody that i run across is just shed hunting huh Um,
0: where's this at Okay. Nice okay. try. It
2: was, worth the, it was worth the effort. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: go to California and, and primarily because I know some people over there that uh, and and try to combine it with a hog gut, and so I'll try to go in springtime if I can to to uh, to hunt both.
2: Yeah, so I have a goal of killing one with a bow, killing a turkey with a bow. Oh, yeah. I I tried that. I, it almost happened for me last year, sitting in the blind. Oh. A uh, gobbler was coming. I could hear the hen putting. That's how close. Yeah. She purr putt. I'm like, okay, here we go. And I'm talking myself, the Joel Turner thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, remember? And I got my decoys out in front of me. And that gobbler gobbled. And I'm like, oh, here we go. It's going to happen. And all of a sudden, kaboom. Oh, no. I have no idea how the guy got in on it. But wow. <laughs> oh. And I don't know if he killed it. I never saw the guy. Um, I didn't hear any wings flopping, so I don't know what happened. Dang. Um, apparently, when I was calling, making the bird gobble, yeah, the he guy cut in in between. Yeah. But I got to give him credit. One, he was able to sneak in and get in gun range. Yeah. Um, he didn't know.
0: Probably didn't he, know.
2: He didn't know I was know. Yeah. a person calling. He thought I was a real hen. Yeah. Sure. Just used it to his advantage. So. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I want to get one with a bow. Um, and then... This year, 2023, going to uh, Alaska on a caribou hunt. Oh, sweet. Nice. Yeah, I've been waiting for that for three years. I would love gun? to do that, too. It's either a weapon and can kill two. Yep. Oh, okay. um, and the outfitter told us we should have a black bear tag and a wolf tag. Mm. He said, because you're going to see both. Absolutely. I'll probably get the wolf tag. I don't know about the bear tag because it's 400 bucks. Well, oh. um, no, the- we can kill those here, too. So Yeah. So whatever. I'm not really worried about the bear, but we can get two. Just the adventure. Absolutely, yeah. got to fly into Fairbanks. Yeah, so we got to fly into Fairbanks, and then either get a charter flight to the lodge, or drive six hours north on the Hall Road. Yep, um, and In then there. get picked up by the outfitter,
0: wearing and, a cold foot or something. Cold foot. Yeah. Yep,
2: exactly. And uh, I think we're going to do. I think we're going to do the charter, even though it costs more. Uh, he can set it up. Um, finding someone to let you rent a vehicle to go from Fairbanks up the Hall Road
1: that's what is, we did yeah i've had everybody tell like, me just don't tell them
2: just take it but do what i've had people oh, say yeah, just don't, right. yeah. don't tell them just yeah. rent it and take it yeah but we
0: actually rented a truck with a camper oh three of us did and an overshot camper you know and uh um went up the hall road. We went all the way up to Dead Horse, but we're hunting the pipeline. Oh okay. Which is Archery only within five miles of it. Right of the road. But we yeah. went through Coldfoot cold and all that there. And it was it was a cool experience, but we had the time to drive and everything, but I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah.
2: And the cool thing is um, this outfitter only does one drop hunt a year. Otherwise it's oh. guided. And I have a friend in Fairbanks that I guess talked this outfitter into doing one drop hunt a year. Oh. So we're gonna take the bow and the rifle. Um, he has told us already. If you if you're not seeing caribou, message me on the inreach. I'll come get you and move you. Oh, cool. Uh, but he said, uh, usually I I can put you I'll put you in a spot where the, the caribou are. Cause...
0: speaking of inreach, have you 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 obviously have one, right? Yeah. Haven't you found that that's like a to me nowadays? I know there's certain things. Some people are old school, don't want to use certain things, but to me that is something. Sir, you know, if nothing else, for safety wise, right? I mean, you can't beat those
2: things, right? And There's- I'm yeah. like you; I, I want to be off the grid. Yeah. I'd rather not yeah. hear from anybody, but my wife doesn't right. like that. Right. Um, so she initially years ago bought me a spot unit. Yep. Um, and, but then I transitioned to the InReach yeah. when I found out. Yeah. You could basically text absolutely anything on it. Yeah. I
0: don't know where my sp- I had a spot also, and I still don't know where it's at. Kind of lost it. Yeah. And for it, it's been several years ago. Um, but in 2020, I think it was when I started using the inReach or t- 2019, one of the two. And yeah, those things are,
2: yeah, they're, they're great. I've used them. I've hunted Kodiak twice, used oh. it up there. was in the Frank church last year. Like I said, my wife is on vacation in Florida and we're messaging back and forth. Like, right. What, I like, text about, messaging. Yeah,
0: what cool. I like about it too, is you can turn it on and shut it off. You're, you know, it's not like you got to do your subscription, like cell phone or whatever, right. you know, yeah. so.
2: Yeah, i just do the monthly subscription because yeah. I'm afraid of, well, I know me, I'll take off and forget to log in and turn it on. So I just pay the twelve ninety nine a month. Okay. But I just did some reels on the inReach and some other yeah. stuff that's out there. And then, I don't know if you saw the one I did about upcoming technology. Uh, turns out the iPhone 14 is going to have the SOS yep. function on it.
0: Yep, I saw um,
2: that. And then... Uh, I also put on there that Elon Musk and T-Mobile and Amazon and Verizon have signed agreements to use their low earth satellite low earth orbit satellites hmm. and pretty soon getting off the grid is not going be a thing because of i don't satellite. know what i don't know what it's going to cost, but yeah. you'll always be able to communicate via satellite uh, or cell your phone. on your cell phone hmm. Hmm. Um, so
0: my, my job, actually, I'm off the grid, cell phone-wise, for a ways, you know. And I've kept my um, in-reach on just for that. Smart because move. if, yep. if uh, I've got a guy that I work with, you know, he went off the road in the, the snow and um, several miles from anywhere, and luckily somebody came by. But I thought, I was going to turn it off like I normally do. And I thought, I'm just going to go ahead and leave it on. It's worth it to never know.
2: So. There was, a, I remember hearing about an older gentleman, I want to say he was in his 90s, right here in Twin Falls, uh, was cross-country skiing hmm. somewhere in the area, fell down, couldn't get back up, but he had an in-reach. Oh, wow. And he hit the SOS, and within a short amount of time, they had rescued him. And they contrasted that with another older gentleman about the same weekend, hmm. got lost up in the mountains when they found him. Yeah. It was Oh, he was gone right. he was deceased oh, because right. he had no way to communicate oh where okay he was at. okay i see so, so he didn't have something. yeah one had an in reach the other didn't yeah. one survived one did not the other didn't
0: yeah yeah it's well worth the money that's for sure yeah for, no it's doubt. one time one time you know putting out a couple hundred bucks whatever they are now but uh, you can do a relatively cheap monthly subscription or
2: yeah like. it's 12.99 yeah. and that's unlimited uh pre-program messages so i pre-program in all is good yeah and i send that to my daughter my wife my son-in-law get it and then the cool thing is with the text message there's an embedded gps yeah look you click on it and even if you don't have the garmin app it does open up a map
0: yeah
2: and it shows that person exactly where you are Yep. um so that usually what i'll do is i'll send that preset message to my wife first thing in the morning and then right before i Oh. go to bed, maybe midday. Gotcha. And then I have another one that says, animal down this location. I love sending that one out. <laughs> right. Uh,
0: Can't get that one out <laughs> enough. Yeah.
2: And then I think I have one that says, uh, I need help. This is not an emergency. Oh. Um,
0: Pack it out. In
2: case, yeah. In, in case something <laughs> like that comes up. And then you always have that SOS button if things go really bad.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. Right on. Well, we really appreciate you Coming and sharing stories, and good luck with. Uh, I think what you're to with the, uh, with your page, your Instagram, and I
2: think it's a great thing. I
1: don't I mean, think I... we told everybody what the name of it was. It's Hunt,
2: yeah. hunt, hunt and Heart.
1: Did we? Oh, um,
2: yeah. yeah. So um, I appreciate let let me let me do this. Um, if that was awesome. If you don't mind, I'll take some pictures here at, at the end. And yeah, you bet. I wanna I wanted to talk about this a little bit the mm-hmm. the moose hunt. But I wanted to wait till we did the podcast yeah. uh, to talk about that. So yeah, I appreciate the boost.
0: But uh, also <laughs> uh, um, to get to get a hold of you on Instagram, it's just what
2: um, HH underscore Idaho okay. is is the uh, the use the handle H gotcha. HH underscore. Do you have Facebook Idaho. as well? I don't. Not just yet. Instagram. I have a website, but I haven't done anything with it yet. My intent is to start. Uh, uh, a safety consulting business and starting out teaching CPR classes, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, which that. which I do now for work. Uh-huh. And then everybody's seen what happened to DeMar Hamlin there, the yeah. football player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right now there's a lot of emphasis, it seems like, on take a CPR class. Yeah. My wife looked at me last night and said, <clears throat> I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> One step at a time here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um,
0: and that so, is something that's important to know. Exactly. First aid and CPR.
2: Yep. Just like a fire extinguisher. Yeah. You just don't know, know when you're going to need it. it but
0: hopefully, you never do. But right. if you do, at least you're prepared. Exactly. So cool. Thanks, Terry. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it very much. Appreciate it.
1: Yep. That was awesome. It was nice to meet you. I'd like to have you back and talk about that caribou. Right when you yes. get back. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm up for it. <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. Take uh, some, some pictures. We can throw them on here, too. Will do. And, All right. Yeah. Sounds good.
1: All right. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thanks for sticking around, guys. Appreciate you.
0: Yep. Be sure and like and subscribe. Smash it.